this is part three of my getting on the same page series where I'm exploring the need for role players to sort out for themselves what precise gaming experience they want and don't want and how to then best pursue it. Role-playing games are chimeras. They are tabletop miniature wargaming merged with make-believe and becoming characters in a gaming world. These chimeras have now evolved into countless games and styles of play, resulting in a huge array of options. Some focus heavily on the game master's established stories playing out, trying to emulate a novel. Some prioritize theatrically portraying the personalities of their characters, either just for each other or nowadays for audiences. Some hold on to the mechanics manipulations of the wargaming roots, and some just love killing monsters and finding gold. Others still hold immersion into the secondary world, the imaginary other world, as the primary goal. These different role-playing games and styles mix together to generate a specific gaming experience, and they can end up feeling radically different from each other. Just compare the 1960s Adam West Batman with the Christian Bale version. They're both called Batman, but the similarities stop there. And as I've noted, even though they may have played for years, many role players have never stepped back and considered the vast field of choices before them, depriving themselves of what could better fulfill their specific appetites. Some gamers just accepted whatever role playing games fell into their laps, declaring it to be as close as I'm going to get. That's a shame, but habits are hard to break. But if you can identify your preferences, you can optimize reaching them by adopting the right practices. Role-playing games are art, and art requires specificity. All professional writers, musicians, and visual artists know that methods and tools are paramount. All of the arts, and I do consider role-playing a unique form of art, are affected by tools and methods. Visual artists know that they need very specific brushes, graphite, paper, or software with the right tablets. They've learned the importance, for example, of how to refine composition to achieve the exact picture they want. And they know it's absurd to pick up a painting roller when a one millimeter brush is called for. Likewise, role-playing styles and goals need specific mechanics to effectively reach the exact experience you want. Sticking with a system that goes against your specific goals inevitably diminishes your role-playing art. And so in this episode, I want to address one of the most important of tools, role-playing systems, mechanics, and examine their effects on our gaming experiences. Game mechanics govern the game world's reality. They provide the framework for how characters in the game may accomplish different tasks. But the specific rules of a game are not neutral. 
they inevitably steer the feeling and outcome of the session in large or small ways. Game mechanics are created by people who have their own tastes, even if they themselves are unaware of them, and their inclinations guided their creations. And so, role-playing mechanics are not neutral with regards to the kind of game being played. They're invariably more suited to one palette over the others. By analyzing how different game mechanics govern things like skills, combat, wounds, supernatural power, and so forth, we can see the direction that system pushes the outcomes. Here are some important examples. Do the mechanics in your game steer the characters towards anime or comic book realities? Or are they far more feet on the ground and human? For example, do the mechanics allow them to endure wounds that would leave us with broken bones and concussions with no more concern than a splinter? Consider the effects, for example, of a traditional hit point systems on the characters when they know that functionally, mechanically that is, they are unchanged even if they're down to their last point. Contrast this with something on the other end of the spectrum, when wounds and other factors impair every character's actions. How random are outcomes and events? Are dice rolls predominant? Are they marginal? Consider the overall impact of heavily dice-dependent outcomes on your campaigns. What is the effect when a strong veteran warrior is defeated by a much weaker one because someone rolled the stereotypical natural 20, or if some other mechanic pushed such outcomes? Contrast that with mechanics that reach towards a closer emulation of our world's physics and the skills of people. Examine the impact when the mechanics allow characters to, at some point, become virtual godlings with their combative prowess or spells or items versus those which keep people mortal and struggling. Mechanics which allow a character to charge into a battlefield, get surrounded by a host of enemies, and survive the fight starkly pushes the feeling of that world in a direction radically different from one which keeps them feeling mortal and human. What are the effects on your campaign when the mechanics allow characters to slay devils and even gods? Some mechanics encourage min-maxing when players tweak their characters in such a way as to have, for example, combative advantages. Along the lines of, if I raise this score, that opens the door to this skill, and then if I increase that skill, and so on. Look at the effects when a game's rules make death cheap. That is, if a character dies, do the mechanics have rules for bringing them back from the dead, sometimes with even minimal effort? 
Note how alien this feels compared to one wherein death is always final. Are the gaming mechanics you use robust, simplistic, fast, sluggish? These answers affect the pacing of your sessions, notably with combat. Now, none of this is a value judgment on any gaming style. But the mistake we make is in remaining unaware of the effects of mechanics on our gaming experiences. Even if the systems you play may not be on the extreme ends of the examples I've listed, none of them are actually neutral. And whichever way they happen to lean does affect your campaigns. So all of this being said, can't we just roleplay with any system regardless of how it may alter our experience? Can't groups simply tweak the mechanics here and there to keep it in the ballpark of the outcome that they want? Well, sure you can, but really, why would you? Maybe you only play like once a year at some reunion of friends and you genuinely don't have the time. Or perhaps your group simply loves the nostalgia of playing in whichever system you have been playing in for years. But if you play heavily, and assuming that you care about the gaming experience you're getting, then I think that sticking with a game's mechanics that doesn't best facilitate your precise goals makes no sense. Sure, you may be having lots of fun as is, but by making changes like these, you can only increase your fun, and sometimes significantly. And if you believe that mechanics don't actually affect your experience, why bother with any of them at all? Just toss a coin, or pull out your old Monopoly set. It just doesn't wash. Mechanics matter significantly, for they clearly affect the feeling of our games. So if we become aware of our gaming goals, the smart move is to choose a role-playing game which best facilitates those goals. Gamers who don't are diminishing their own fun. It's 2020 and we have hundreds of solid role-playing games to choose from. It's wholly worthwhile to survey the field and to change to one that can maximize your gaming enjoyment.